can assure you that if it is God that invited you, you will not go the same way you came. And tonight we will continue from the same powerful subject that the man of God started off on Sunday and he titled the message, Persistent Faith. I don't know if you're listening to me out there and you want to repeat after me again, Persistent Faith. I was blessed because I was live and present in this service and it gave me a reason to think and review a number of issues of life. I want us to understand first and foremost by way of foundation and introduction that life is a combination of pleasure and pressure. I'd like to say that again. Life is a combination of pleasure and pressure. Meaning there are good times in life and there are moments that we call the other times. Now, I can assure you that very few people in life go down or crumble under the weight of pleasure. Very few people. Very few people go down in life, commit suicide when they are successful. But I know that for those who give up on life too soon, they are byproducts of the impact of the pressure of life. Life can be quite a challenge. Life can be quite a pain. Now, I'm speaking from a whole volume of experience. I've seen diverse shades of life. I've seen the good times. I've seen the not good time. And I've come to ask myself, is this the making of a man or the design of life itself? I submit to you today, you necessarily don't have to make bad choices in life to experience the difficult and the challenges of life. Life in itself will throw things at you, not because you earned it. But you know what? The good news here is this. Whatever life throws at you, some survive it, some don't survive it. And I need you to please pay attention to what I've just said. Whatever life throws at you that is ugly, that is painful, that creates pain and tears and despair, some people survive it, while some don't survive it. Now, the whole essence of the teaching of tonight is to take you from how not to survive it to how to survive life. Now, I have a good news for you. That God's original intention for you is to be triumphant. The Bible said Christ has caused us to triumph in all things. Now, like a story I would ever tell my little boy at home. I have a duty to predict the outcome of your destiny by sending you to school. But it is not in my place to determine if you will graduate. Meaning, we have a responsibility. We have a duty. We have something we have to do to ensure that the delivery of God's purpose and promises comes into our life. And so the purpose of the teaching tonight is to say that God is ever willing to make you a fulfilled being. God is ever willing to ensure that you excel. But tonight you need to embrace your responsibility. You need to take responsibility for what you ought to do. And one of the things you need to understand that you need to do is to understand that faith is a critical requirement. If God is all you need, then faith is the fundamental exposure you need. If God is all you need to get through with life, then faith is all that you will need. Now, I want to submit to you very quickly that the subject of faith is not static. The subject of faith is very progressive. The Bible made it very clear that there is something called the faith as the mustard seed, meaning faith, faith are in sizes. Just the same way, the predicament and the issues of life, they are in sizes. As a matter of fact, if you ever met a little child, what a little child will call a problem will make an adult laugh. The difference is not so much of their age. The difference is in their capacity 
Tonight, the focus is to say, if you are going to surmount that situation, if you are going to come out victorious on that matter that is bothering you, then what we are addressing tonight is very paramount for your attention. You need to know that it is not good enough to say, I have faith. It is appropriate to say, I have what we call persistent faith. Someone say persistent faith. There is something called persistent faith. And I will take you in progression to a very important scripture from the scripture that we read on Sunday in my church. And that's in the book of Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10, if you're there with your Bible. Mark chapter 10, I believe from verse 46. I will read this story out, a familiar story that most of us must have read. But there's something I observed in the story. The book of Mark chapter 10, verse 46. Now, I need to please pay attention very quickly. He said, now they came to Jericho. I'm reading from verse 36, which is the New King James Version that I'm using. Now they came to, Jer- to Jericho. As he went out to Jericho with his disciples, a great multitude, a great multitude, and one of the multitude happens to be a man called Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. If the Bible you're reading is the type you can underline, underline the word, the son of Timaeus. He sat by the road begging. I need you to underline the word begging. And when he heard, uh, if it's your Bible in verse 47, I'm excited already. The Bible said in verse 47, and when he heard, like you are hearing me right now, uh, uh, and if you are hearing me, I'm not sure that you are blind. Uh, because if you're blind, you won't be able to read along with me. Now, so if there's somebody who is perhaps disabled, uh, that he can't read, but you can hear also. So there is no excuse. It's that you can read or you can hear. Blind but simios here yeah, could not read, but he could hear. Bible said that he heard, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth. Now, I need you to please pay attention that he didn't hear about his friend or family or colleague. He heard about the name of a man who has the potential to solve his problem. He heard the name Jesus of Nazareth. I have a good news for somebody. I don't know what you have heard before now, but somebody right now, you're about to hear the name of the waymaker himself. Uh, I don't know about what you have heard before now, but you're about to hear the name of someone who can turn your situation around. The name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He said he heard and he began to cry. Ladies and gentlemen, if I, if I had written this version of the Bible, I would not add and he began to cry. How he put and he started the journey of persistence. Friends, crying is not something you fall into. You just don't cry. Something that outweighs your emotional energy will bring you to a point where you cry. Now, please pay attention. The crying that, we, that, was, that was written here is not cry of tears. It is not crying of, oh Lord, help me. No, the crying here was, was a cry of faith. So God might not be moved, like we have heard from many pastors. God might not be moved by the tears of your eyes, but God can be moved by the cry of your faith. So there is something called the cry of faith. And he began to cry. And I said, Jesus, I see somebody's mountain move, as you have mentioned that name right now. Jesus, son of David. Have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy. Please follow me with this story. In verse 48, then many warned him. Who are these people? People who could not help him. People who could not assist him. People who could not solve his problem. People around you that you look on social media and you feel like love has left you behind and they are gone. You're already feeling intimidated by what you see on social media. People around him warned him. 
for reasons I don't understand, I mean, for cry out loud, what is your business to a man that you cannot support? Yet he's crying for help. You are telling him to shut up. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the reality of life. Those who don't have the capability to help you will insult you the most. Those who have no means to render any form of help, they will gossip about you the most. Oh, but it doesn't matter in any case. At least this man would rather not listen to what they're saying. The Bible said in that verse 48, and when they, many want him to be quiet, the, less, the next line said, but he what? He cried out, Hold the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And the moment came. Tonight, some of these moments, if you will refuse to listen to that voice of discouragement within you, the moment you have been waiting for is about to happen. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Now listen, friends. It's a midweek service that is not so much as it were a teaching. I mean a preaching, but teaching. But we need to pay attention to every details and every lines and every sentence in the Bible. So Jesus said to the man, and stood still, and commanded him to be called. You know, uh, there's a story I read so many years ago about a man in the village that is called the Oracle. And pay attention to me, friends. This man is notorious to be very intelligent, seems to have answers to all questions. Then these two young men one day felt they should make a fool out of him. And the Bible told, I mean, the story told me and said, they went to catch a living bird, these two friends, young men, their intention is to make fool of the, oracle, the man that is called the oracle, the wise man. They went to catch a living bird and they held the bird in their hand and approached the man called the wise man, called the oracle. When they approached the man, they took the bird behind their back and went to meet the man and said, man, we are aware that you have the fame to be very wise and intelligent. We want to ask you a question, a puzzle. If you can solve this puzzle, then you are a wise man. The, man, the wise man asked them, tell us your question. Tell me your question. We want you to tell us if this bird is alive or dead. Think about that. They were holding a bed, a living bed, and they approached the man and asked the man the question. Wise man, tell us if this bird we're holding is alive or dead. Listen to me, friends. The wise man looked at the two young men and said, whether the bird is alive or dead, it's your choice. <laughs> Whether the bird is alive or dead, it's your choice. Because in any case, if I said it was alive, you could easily squeeze the bird and it's gone. And if I said the bird was dead, you leave it alive. Now, listen to the story here. And Jesus called the man. The man had a choice to either remain still, not to obey the instruction, but we bless the name of the Lord that the man stood up because he had a choice. Now, I leave a word with you very quickly. The choices you make from this evening on the matter that is bothering your heart will determine the outcome that God will provide for you. God is calling right now. Say, come. Comfort. And the rest of the story is that the man was healed. Tonight, I want you to please pay attention as we progress that the objective of this message is very clear. Number one, that to help, to help you face the future of life with a fearless confidence. The first reason why you need persistent faith is that persistent faith helps you to face life with fearless confidence. The Bible told us in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9, it said, great doors have been opened to us, great doors have been opened to us, but there are many adversaries. Ladies and gentlemen, challenges of life is not a product only of your choices. I'm going to repeat that. Because somebody here will begin to feel bad. I've met a lot of people 
who just refuse to forgive themselves, who hold themselves responsible for everything that happens. Ladies and gentlemen, friends, and those watching from different parts of the world, everything that happens to you, they are not necessarily your decision. For example, some are doing everything in their power, even to the point of death, to leave Nigeria. The choice of being a citizen of this country was not your making. Some are doing everything they can to not be part of the family they were born into. It's not your choice. But you know the truth? The willingness to pull through life with fearless confidence, it is predicated on your persistent faith. So tonight, I want you to gather yourself together and tell yourself with all sense of assurance and tell yourself the truth, I will make it through life. But it will not be by mere words, but by the revelation of the fact that I need what they call persistent faith. The second thing we want to achieve with the subject of persistent faith is that it will help you to take responsibility for the outcome of life with the story of the oracle that i just given you. It will help you to take responsibilities for the outcome of life. Whether you will make it through life or you will not make it through life, it will always be your choice. They say you cannot decide what life throws at you, but you can decide how you react. You have a choice. And the choice I'm compelling you to make tonight is to be deliberate about increasing your faith level. Some mountains will not move. Because the Bible told us the story of the disciples that they asked Jesus, why can't we do this? He said, your prayer and fasting is not sufficient. If victory is what you desire in life, the faith of yesterday will not undo the battle of today. It is always a that the journey of faith growing is your total responsibility. I want to drop number three reason why you need to have persistent faith. It says to help you increase capacity to overcome life issues with a story I'm about to tell you again about Mount Everest. There's a story of Mount Everest that I heard. Now pay attention to this story. A set of people who, you know, by vocation, they enjoy climbing mountains. And a lot of their colleagues have attempted to, to climb Mount Everest, and just truly, a lot of them died. A lot of them died while climbing the mountain. But there was this particular set of people, they approached Mount Everest, and listen to what they did. They did not attempt to climb Mount Everest, they spoke to Mount Everest. You know what they said? They said to Mount Everest, Mount Everest, we are aware that you have killed a number of our people who have attempted to climb you. But you know the truth? Now, this is the wisdom. We are not going to die climbing you. You know why? Mount Everest, you cannot grow bigger than you already are. You're already your size. We, we can grow bigger in our strength. We can grow bigger in our strategy. So listen to the wisdom there. The current situation you are dealing with, you already know the scope. You cannot grow bigger. That problem is already a constant. The only thing that needs to change right now is your faith level. Mm, you might not accept that as a truth. The problem you are calling problem right now, you already have an idea of the size and the scope. Example, blind, blind Bartimaeus cannot go blinder. Oh, yes. There is nothing that can make him more blind that is already blind. Meaning the problem is already fixed. The only variable in the equation is blind Bartimaeus himself. The only thing they did differently was a shout. Now, the shout was not once, was increasing shouts. Men, ladies and gentlemen, for that problem to bow, increasing faith is a requirement. The, the problem is fixed with blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus. Now, I ask a question. 
blind Bartimaeus was the, well, they, they describe him as the son of somebody. How come none of his father or family could help him? You know what? The day you understand that the path of destiny is a lonely path, it is not our battle, it is called my battle. Take responsibility for your journey. Take full responsibility for your journey. And until you add... Now, blind Bartimaeus had a father. Blind Bartimaeus had a home. And they all left him. Now, another touching thing about blind Bartimaeus is that, you know, it's amazing that some people's problem is just lack of money. But there are some people, they are blind. Because being blind is not tantamount to poverty. There are blind people who are very wealthy. Now, bad enough... He was born blind, not by choice. He was blind and he was a beggar. Oh, what is your own problem? Oh, maybe your problem is, uh, they, I just lost my job. Maybe that's just one on the list. But there are people I can tell you, they are dealing with mirage of issues. And you know one thing I love about the Bible? Every references in the Bible, they only speak the extreme. If you want to talk about Job, nobody on planet Earth today can go through what Job went through. God will always give you the perfect example so that it will eliminate every excuse. He was blind? Bad enough. He was a beggar? Bad enough. He was on the road? Bad enough. There was nothing good about a man called blind Bartimaeus. Are you taking a look at your life right now and you are thinking everything is bad? It can't be as worse as blind Bartimaeus. How do I know that? You can see me online. You are not blind. You can see. Now listen to this. Your problem is already fixed. The only thing that needs to change is you. You got to change the size of your faith. You got to change the size of your determination. You got to change the size of your focus. You got to change it. Because the problem is fixed already. So tonight we are saying that you need to understand that if that mountain will move, then the size of the person pushing it must change. If that mountain will move, then the size of a man pushing it must change. What is persistent faith? Haven't established why you must have persistent faith, which is all I've said. How? What is persistent faith? Number one, persistent faith is the never say give up faith. Never say give up kind of faith. Now listen to this very good news. This is a very good news you must pay attention to. In that same scripture we read about blind Matthias, the Bible told us that while he was shouting. His friends, whoever they were, they were doing it. I don't know who is shouting you down. Maybe your mom is shouting you down. Maybe even your brother at home is shouting you down. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't crumble within, you can't crumble without. If you are not giving up yourself from inside of you. I, 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 imagine, I imagine what Bartimaeus was thinking. Perhaps he didn't even hear their shout. Maybe he didn't even know they were saying shut up. Maybe all he was saying is that, are you referring to me? Son of David! until you get to a point where you have no, uh, you have no sense of self-knowing, then you can't overcome what people are saying about you. You are too self-conscious to enjoy faith. You are too mindful to enjoy the careless context of faith. Faith is not for those who are too emotional. Faith is for those who can ignore the voices of the adversary. Friends, you need to understand that persistent faith is the never giving up faith. Bartimaeus did not give up. Number two, persistent faith is their ruthless commitment to what God is saying. Now, I told you to underline something in the story of Bartimaeus, and I said that it is not just having persistent faith in a person 
Because who you are calling can determine the outcome of the situation. I know some people today, and I've heard it. They said, the company you keep will determine the outcome of your destiny. Now, honestly, it's correct. But in some situation in life, you need the company of God to overcome all kinds of situations. No, there are people who are keeping company with two arm robbers and they end up in Kirikiri. It's a company. There are people who are keeping, I mean, I mean as, as we speak right now, for those who are watching what is going on and the big brother, all kinds of companies have eliminated some people. You care company with Kidwire, you know, every company. Company is not the guarantee, it's who you are accompanying. The man knew that many people have passed that road from Jericho. But the day there was a man called Jesus of Nazareth passed. He knew this particular man is a different man. I pray a prayer for you today. The day Jesus will be passing by, you will not miss him. You will not miss him. The man knew, he knew from the depth that I will not just shout, I will shout to the right person. So the president of Jericho might have passed that place, the man didn't shout. The governor of Jericho could have passed that place, the man did not shout. But the day he saw the man who has the power to change the situation, the Bible said he ignored everybody and he shouted. Friends, you better ignore that your friend who is saying, eh, eh, they don't go to church, yo. what are they doing in church? The day God will visit you in church, I pray you'll be, you'll be around. The man shouted, persistent faith is the ruthless committed to what God says. Bible told us concerning the three Hebrew children that they told them, Nebuchadnezzar, even if God will not deliver us, we will not bow down. That's a ruthless faith. A very ruthless faith. Friends, faith is a... It, no, no, listen to this truth. Listen to this truth. I was, I was listening to my pastor on Sunday and he said faith can be likened to a currency. Meaning, somebody might have a, a faith worth 50,000 naira. At best, only thing he can purchase is a commodity worth 50,000 naira. Am I correct here? Somebody can have a faith that is worth 1 million naira. At best, what that faith can achieve is 1 million worth of commodity. Now, the truth of the matter is that they all have faith, liking it to a currency. What this message tonight is telling you is that don't become poor in faith. Increase your faith asset. The richer you are in faith, the more you can buy the victorious commodity of life. The richer you are in faith, the more you can buy the victorious commodity of life. What does it take to build faith? We will come to that. But we must seek this fact in our head. That if God is the person you need to trade victory with, then faith is the compulsory currency. If God is the person you need to trade the victory of your life with, then faith is a compulsory currency. You can't ignore faith and embrace logic. You cannot ignore faith and embrace logic. Logic will fail. Faith never fails. You know one thing I've learned about in the school of faith? Now, I have, I have heard this before. And I said... Faith is declaring God's word. And I said you are correct. I said you are very correct. Declaration of God's word is faith. But I said beyond the declaration is acting the word. Now, a lot of people will stay in the convenience zone of declaration. But acting, the truth is that what separates two faith person is not in the declaration, but in the action. I mean, this is very clear. What we saw in the story of Bartimaeus is not declaration, it's action plus declaration. There is no mountain God cannot move if the size of faith is attached to it. 
Every mountain bows at the voice of faith, but the size of faith matters. That is why tonight we are saying you need to go back to the school of faith and get aggressive with the development of faith. Why is that? The times we are living right now, they are changing times. Everything around us is becoming worrisome. All of a sudden, we realize that this is the month of September. And look at what 2020 mentioned. Nobody knew what was going to happen in 2020. A lot has happened. But friends, this is one of the most timely messages you can register in your thoughts. This is one message that should galvanize your hunger and appetite and desire to, to pursue God. Because the more currency of faith you have, the more purchase of victory you can have. I have told myself, I'm going to be more aggressive with my faith. And the principle of persistent faith is what works now. Pay attention to what I'm about to say very quickly uh, as we move to, to the end of this meeting. How do you build a persistent faith? How do you build persistent faith? Number one, you build persistent faith by paying deliberate, now pay attention, paying deliberate conscious hunger for God's word. Bible told us in that book of Romans chapter 10 verse 17, it says faith coming by hearing, and hearing the word of God. If you have a shallow interest in God's word, then your faith will be shallow. If you have a shallow interest in God's word, your faith will be shallow. And when your faith is shallow, the commodity of victory will be small. The greater the faith, the greater the victory. Now, in the book of Jude chapter 20, I believe from verse, uh, Jude 20, that's uh, there are just two, um, um, one, cha one chapter, um, verse 20. It made it very clear, there three ways to increase your faith level. Three ways to increase your faith level. As I bring this message to a good close. Three ways to increase your persistent faith level. Three. Number one. Now, Jude chapter 1 verse 20. It's a praying in the spirit. It's a building up your most holy faith. Meaning faith can be built. The faith of yesterday might not attend to the matter of today. Build the one for today every day. And one of the fastest ways to achieve building faith is at least 10 minutes of praying in tongues every day. Uh, do not say I did not tell you. Do not say you were not told. You can't afford to be lazy on this matter. There is no future for a lazy man in God's kingdom. Praying in the spirit at least 10 minutes every morning. Your faith level will be built. Number two way to increase faith. Increase your understanding of what God is capable of. It will help you a lot. Increase your revelation of what God is capable of. And the truth of the matter is that, is there something God cannot do? Nothing. Don't just say it as a cliche. Know it by revelation. Number three way to increase faith. Number three way to increase faith. Now, this is very critical. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 16, it says, Approach his throne frequently to receive help. Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 16. Approach his throne frequently. Now, when we say approach his throne frequently, there are times that you don't feel capable. I remember the story of a man in the Bible that went to meet Jesus, and he told Jesus, help my faith. There are times you just don't feel capable. There are times you don't feel the energy. There are times you have lost your excitement. There are times you just don't want to come to church. There are times you don't want to be called even a Christian. Now, the provision in the Bible is in the book of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. He said, come to his throne every day. And obtain what? Mercy and grace in the time of need. I understand how sometimes you feel tired and fatigued. 
And that sometimes how you don't feel connected again. Now don't stay too long. Don't stay too long. Go to the throne. Now friends, I said this to you in closure. Why is the devil constantly against us? The reason is this. The devil wants you to drop God and find alternative. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Honestly speaking, been around a while, I've seen that there are those who have persistency in negative areas. They have found alternative to God. Now I'm not, I mean, God, God is too slow. I ain't going, God ain't going to do it again. I've been, I've been waiting on him for too long. You know how long I've been trusting God for fruits of the womb? You are persistent in your desire, but not in faith. Why? Because the devil did not take away the persistency. He only took the faith and gave you an alternative thought. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Students, you're trusting God for admission. And God says, oh, no, 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 I, I can't do the God way. I can't do the God way. Persistency is, this day, is still there, but faith is missing. The focus of, of, of this message tonight is persistent faith. That is, attitude of consistency in the word of God. If you don't know the meaning of persistent faith, that's just the simplicity of it. Attitude of consistency in the word of God. That's persistent faith. People of God, I believe so strongly that this is evergreen eternal message. If everything you will do today for the rest of your life is to take each step every day to get more ruthless and aggressive about God, then I can assure you, you will overcome. You will overcome. I want to to quickly close on this. And it's going to be a question and declaration and prophecy over your life. Whatever you're dealing with right now, either in your marriage, in your finance, at work, and you're already feeling so despair, this is the truth you need to hear. What you're dealing with will not change, as it were, until you change your belief system. I'm not referring to a belief on the matter a belief in ruthless application of God's word. Friends, being around a while, I've seen too many battles in my life. I have experienced too many battles in my life. But I've seen one thing common to all battles. When you do the right thing, the battles will fizzle out. Every battle has a terminal end if you provoke a terminal solution. One of the things that guarantees solution in my own life experience is that you can't afford to drop in faith. The just shall live by faith. Everything about the compilation of the Bible is faith-based. When you throw faith out of the window, you throw fulfillment of God's promise out of the window. The word of God is all you need. By the revelation of the word, everything will bow to you. And I'm not saying this to excite you. Our fathers in the faith experience this over and over. They said, true faith, Abraham achieved this, true faith, everybody. Now, true faith, you can do yours. I'm convinced that as you hear tonight, and your soul is set on fire, and your spirit man is ignited, to look at the mountain and say, your size is already fixed. All I need to change is the size of my faith. <laughs> your size is already fixed. All I need to change is the size of my faith. And I pray that in the name of Jesus. As you go in the place of prayer tonight and kneel down and look at the mountains and say to God, Lord, help my faith. Increase my faith level. And I can assure you the mountains will bow. 
If you believe it, say a good amen. And the mountains will bow. If you believe it, say a convincing amen. I want you to please, in a moment, we're going to pray with you. If you have a pen and a sheet of paper, write down the name of that mountain. Quickly, very quickly. If there is a pen and a sheet of paper as you listen to me, write down the name of that mountain on a plain sheet of paper. And then obey a simple scripture. Like, like I told you the story of the oracle. If you will win, it's your choice. If you will not win, it's your choice. Now, write down the name of that mountain on a piece of paper. And then do a favor right now. Speak to the mountain. And say, ye mountain, it is you that will bow, not me. It is you that will bow, not me. I assure you, the God of all hearing here will give testimony to your request. The Lord bless you tonight. The Lord sustain you tonight. As we will probably have a moment of prayer right now. I believe strongly that somebody's already provoked onto faith level and your life will never be the same in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the utterance of tonight. We believe indeed that the faith level that requires for you to deliver our victory has been enriched. We are faithful that we started tonight. We are provoked right now because the mountains are already fixed, but our faith level is increasing already. Lord, give us more desire to increase faith as our persistent faith we pull down every adversary in the name of the lord jesus thank you precious father in jesus precious name we have prayed i i believe that what god is said to do tonight has been fully accomplished somebody is already looking at himself and saying to himself that the enemy of going up is giving up I will not give up. I will win because God said I will win. And I can assure you, you will win. Lord Jesus, keep winning. Keep staying strong in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we decree tonight, if there's anybody right out there listening to us and is feeling tired and discouraged and is feeling weak and is feeling like giving up, we ask for strength from on high. Fill such life with strength in the name of the Lord Jesus. If there's somebody right now who is already saying the church has been lost interest in going back to church lord let there be a new desire and love that such person will enjoy fellowship with you once again the way you called blind Bartimaeus, the way you called blind Bartimaeus, and you asked him what can i do for you and the man said i want to see lord call that person by their name tonight call that lady by their name tonight call that married woman by her name tonight call that husband by their name tonight and then, Lord, let their heart desires and the petitions of their hearts be granted on this in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you because their faith level is increasing and their result is guaranteed. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. I believe you have been blessed tonight. If you have a testimony, you can post it. If you have a prayer request, you can as well post it to us. And I believe the Lord will grant the desires of your hearts.